Hey friends, this is Ashley Ellenboss with Sky House Herb School and Apothecary. Today we'll be talking about lemon balm as the herb of the month for March. I'm really excited to share with you a lot that I've learned about this plant over many years of clinical practice and also many years of personal use and study with this plant. I think you're going to find today's talk very informative. I've got my book here full of wonderful research from the medical world, and then also some of my drawings from my own personal work gathering information about this plant. I will say as, as a plant for the month, this is a wonderful herb to take in the month of March this year. Certainly it's a plant you can take anytime. However, if you're listening to this as it's being published, go ahead and start brewing your lemon balm because it is going to be a wonderful mood lifting herb that will help in sort of these darker weeks ahead as we go through some pretty intense astrological transits. Um, and as Saturn moves uh, into the sign of Pisces, which is sort of a new, it's a new place for Saturn. We're going to be feeling a little bit of some rocky oceans. And so this plant is going to be a really, really nice one to help you weather, weather the waves and not get drawn under by angst and some of the heavier vibes. <laughs> Let's talk about the history of lemon balm. The Latin name for lemon balm is Melissa officinalis. Officinalis tells us that it's one of the official herbs that's been used as a medicine for thousands and thousands of years. You can think about it as usually you see the word officinalis for the herbs that are on the apothecary shelves in ancient pharmacies in Europe and Greece. This plant was originally named after Melissa, who was the daughter of a Cretan king. And in ancient Greek mythology, Melissa, she fed baby Zeus milk and go uh, goat's milk and honey and kept him alive and basically was his wet nurse using goat milk and honey to keep him alive. And Melissa translates as of the bees or honeybee. And so she was a goddess of who had a relationship with the bees. And we see this throughout Greek mythology, the name Melissa or the Melissae nymphs. And this is a really interesting connection because we know we know that there's a connection between lemon balm and beekeepers. I'll talk about that in a second. But there's also a really beautiful connection between the goddess and the, the keeper of the bees and uh, and the name and this plant. So let's talk a little bit about the Melissae nymphs. So in ancient Greece, the nymphs were considered to be kind of like, um, you could think about them as sort of forest fairies or like little creatures of the earth. They were seen as uh, minor female nature deities, personifications of nature, and specifically maidens. And there were three main different types of nymphs. So I'm just going to read them to you. There were the Millet nymphs, which were the nymphs of the ash tree. And this is where Melissa comes from. She's a Millet, Melissae nymph. There's also the Nade nymphs, who are freshwater nymphs, and the Nereids, who are sea nymphs. Oh, and then there was one more, the Oreads, which were the mountain nymphs. So all of these different maidens of nature, these personifications. 
And they were considered to live in between worlds and to connect us to the spirits of both plants and elements and to insects and to substances. And so the Melissae nymphs connected us to the energy and the magic and the mystery of the bees and their medicine of honey. And what we see that's really neat is in ancient Greece, in these old monasteries, they would have beekeepers, usually women, who were considered, they they called them the Melissae, the Melissae, which were the keepers of the bees. And these women would have this relationship with the bees and they would keep the bees and they would make medicinal honey. And what they would do, which is so cool, is that they would guide the bees to very particular plants. So they would guide them to poppies to make opium honey. They would guide them to, you know, maybe some clover to help with reproductive honey or, uh, you know, again, just name it some other, um, entheogenic plants. Apparently there, there was a lot of different psychedelic honeys that these, that these priestesses, they were really high priestesses. You can think of them that they would make as they guided the bees to gather pollen from different types of plants and crops. So very alchemical, isn't it? So lemon balm has a you know a connection to bees, to this alchemical world of converting, you know, plant reproductive, very you know high, um, you know the the reproductive parts of the plants are like the pinnacle of the plant. So making honey from like you know, what the plants, all of their energy goes into making these reproductive pollens to help them reproduce. That is made into a honey. So it's very, very potent reproductive. And you can think of it as, yeah, just sort of very refined energy that we find in honey. And so the name Melissa has traveled on, but it really, for for a long time, it was really only for those high priestesses would be named Melissa. Um, but now we see it as uh, now we see it as a common name, but still beautiful and often attached to very magical people. I I know a few Melissas and people who have Melissa middle names who are like little bees who are very magical in the way they view and connect people in the world. So let's now talk a bit about the plant lemon balm and the connection to beekeepers. So what's really interesting two things that are interesting is that bees love lemon balm. Bees, if you've ever grown it in your garden, which I have every every garden I've had, they will just swarm around these little tiny white flowers and gather it and uh, they, they love the plant. And so what beekeepers noticed was that if they were to take lemon balm leaves and rub it on new hives that they were trying to colonize, it would bring the bees in. And what they later found was that there was a compound inside of lemon balm. Um, well, yeah, there's a compound. I forget I forget which one it's called. I, but anyway, one of the compounds is used, it was um, replicated, chemically replicated, and is now used for modern day beekeepers. They'll spray new hives with this spray, which has one of the compounds that's naturally found in lemon balm to attract bees to it. So very, very cool connection between the plants and the bees. Um, let's see. Let me talk a little bit about the energy of lemon balm. It is a very uplifting herb. However, at the same time, it's relaxing. So it's considered to be, you could think of it, Gerard once said, a great herbalist once said, you know, that lemon balm maketh the spirits merry. 
So it lifts the spirits. It makes the spirits merry. I mean, just think about like the buzzy sunshine, golden honey of the bees. It lifts us up into that sort of golden mind, golden, sweet state of thinking, but it doesn't unground us. So it's not something that's going to lift us up like caffeine and leave us there buzzing out of our brains. No, no, no. It's anxiolytic. It's going to relax you while it gently lifts you. So it's really good for people with anxiety and depression or people who vacillate between anxiety and depression. It's one of my favorites for that pattern. And you know who's really like the a part of the population who really has that pattern? Kids. <laughs> I mean, just look at kids. They're happy one minute, they're crying, they're tired, they're awake, they're they're all over the map. Lemon balm is a wonderful plant for kids. It's very normalizing and stabilizing for their moods, both taking off the edge of anxiety and hyperactivity, but also lifting them up from those heavier, lower more depressive, uh, you know, sleepy states, right? So this plant is safe enough for kids and uh, recommended for kids, especially um, for kids who have anxiety. It can be taken in the morning as a tea before school. It can also be taken before bed at night. So you might want to consider that. And it works the same way for adults. So we can also benefit as adults from that balancing activity. I will say that it is slightly cooling, this is something that is a little debatable in the herbal world. I follow the work of Matthew Wood, who looks at, at the uh, the flavonoids in this plant as, con as considered to be sour, and sour is considered to be cooling in the Greek energetic system, whereas I know in the Chinese system, they consider sour to be warming. But what we're looking at here is all of these really strong antioxidants and flavonoids that tend to have a, they slow down the Krebs cycle in the body, which is the conversion of energy in the cell. And so it slows that down and thus creates a cooling effect in the body. So that's the, how we in sort of the Western herbalism view it because it has that, and it has definitely that sour, that cool, that sour taste, which is considered to be cooling. Um, digestively, it's a little warming. So in the Chinese system, they consider lemon bulb to be warming because it has a digestively warming effect. But what happens after it warms digestion? The body cools. So guess what, guys? We both win. <laughs> the Western and the Eastern end up on the same page. I love when that happens, um, which it usually does. All right. Now I want to talk about the science. Some really interesting facts here about how lemon balm helps people in and how it's been shown in the medical world. I wanted to read this one about uh, its work as a cholinergic. Lemon balm appears to increase activity in the cholinergic system in the brain. This is necessary for memory and attention. Lemon balm exhibits central nervous system acetylcholine receptor activity with both nicotinic and muscarinic binding properties. Um, and then they also say that it has a moderate effect to the GABA alpha benzodiazepine receptors, which is has that um, brain relaxation response. Think of benzodiazepines or like depressants, um, central nervous system depressants. So it has that effect, it has that relaxing anxiolytic effect while also increasing uh, the cholinergic activity of memory and uh, brightening the brain, you could say, right? Isn't that cool? It does both. It's also antispasmodic, 
It is antioxidant in several studies, and then there's a long list of people. According to a 2003 study, concentrations of antioxidants within lemon balm are over 75 milli, um, what is it, M MOLs? I forget that milliliters of moles or something per 100 grams. Um, and then they showed that there was a de significant decrease in activity of the antioxidant enzyme superoxide. I'm going to pass this. Basically what they're saying is that there is a lot of antioxidant activity and they found this in rats that they um, sadly gave um, oxidation drugs to. It is been shown to slow the cardiac rate, but not alter the force of contraction for the cardiovascular system. It promotes neurogenesis. So that is enhancing the neurogenic ability of cells in the hippocampal denigate gyrus in vivo. Uh, this is affected by severe neurological disorders, including Alzheimer's disease. The study found administration of lemon balm extract increased GABA levels in the hippocampal denate gurus of mice. So it can be helpful with Alzheimer's. It's hypoglycemic. So that can be helpful in type two diabetes. It's anti-carcinogenic, anti-mutagenic. So this is helpful for reducing or protecting the body from cancerous activity. In clinical use, it's been used for anxiety. There's tons of studies showing its use for anxiety, tons of studies for cognitive function, insomnia, gastrointestinal conditions associated with spasm and nervousness. And again, think about kids too. I feel like lemon balm is such a great one for kids who have nervous stomachs. And then Topically, it was a it was used in ancient Greek medicine as a topical for wounds because it's very antiviral. Um, but it also, interestingly enough, is good for herpes. It's an anti. Um, it's good for herpes simplex type one. It's an uh, it, because it's a, a strong antiviral. I also have used this oil for um, shingles. Um, so you can think about different ways of using it as an antiviral as well. And we all know there's lots of viruses going around these days. It's anti-ulcero, uh, anti, where was that word? Anti-ulceronatogenic. I know I'm not saying that right. It's really late. I'm recording this like at past my bedtime. <laughs> My brain's like, what? So yeah, it helps with ulcers and I could go on and on. I just want to show you guys all of this. Ugh. If you don't believe me, look at all of these. These are all sources oh, on this page. Those are all clinical data, uh, not all clinical, but they're all research-based Western approved research on lemon balm. So there's a lot of information out there. I'll put this book in my links in uh, the description so that you can find that. Ooh, everything got really bright. <laughs> so that, let's see if I, my camera can come back to meet me. Hello. Um, that's okay. We'll roll with it. Maybe it's the lemon balm. Maybe it's the effulgence of the lemon balm is just brightening everything around me. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> um, so now the last thing I wanted to say is how do you take lemon balm? Lemon balm is a very difficult essence to capture. So you can take it as a tincture. You can take it as a tea. But I 
ideally you'd take it as a hydrosol where you basically cook down the plant material and then you gather the essential oils, which are, in which are in water. Um, if you've ever taken a, or used a rose hydrosol, maybe as a skincare product or as a food additive, it's basically the same process. And that's the best way to really, really get the essence of lemon balm and to get that real pure lemon smell. Otherwise, brewing a tea is really nice. That's my second choice is to brew, maybe take one or two teaspoons of dried herb to about two cups of water, let it steep, not too long, like 10 minutes, take it out, strain it, and then drink that. For kids, make it a little bit weaker and add a little honey. And this, you know, again, think about the best of both worlds. You can bring together honey and lemon balm together and bring the Melissa, the bees, and the plant together. And it works really well. It tastes so delicious, so soothing for the nervous system. So try it as a tea. You can find it as a tincture as well. Not my favorite because you lose a lot of that lemon. And um, yeah, it just has a different quality to it, but you can certainly use that if that's the best option for your body. And last but not least, I wanted to share with you this beautiful card, if it will let me focus, from the Herbal Astrology Oracle. And this is a picture of lemon balm and it says nurture. And I really do feel like this plant, um, here's the high priestess, right? Melissa, the high priestess holding the lemon balm. You can see those little white flowers and the bees. This is a plant that does nurture us on the highest level. It really, you know, uh, Paracelsus, who's considered to be the, the father of chemistry and really an incredible herbalist from, I gosh, I want to say the 1400s. He said that lemon balm is one of those plants who can do everything and it's of such a high vibration that it it is only second in its vibration and complexity to human blood which I find to be fascinating. You know, of all the plants, he considered this plant to be the highest and the most elevated of all the plants that he had done his research on, which was thousands. So I really take that seriously. Anything that Paracelsus says, I really look into and um, I really trust. So, and I've taken this plant myself. I've been giving this, this herb to clients for, you know, over 15 years and it is subtle. You know, you might not think it's doing much, but I promise you it is. It is working and it is doing its magic. It's synthesizing things together. It's lifting the darkness. And, you know, you might be like, well, you know, I, I feel okay. That means it's working. So just let the little wings of this plant zip into your body, zip around your mind, let it work its magic. And if you, um, you know, if, if, if you really are looking for something that can be very nurturing to you, especially if you're going through a lot of stress right now, lemon balm as just a simple tea with a little honey is such a wonderful remedy. I'm so excited to go brew some myself right now before I go to bed. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. I will include a link to this tarot deck too if you want to check it out. Let me know what you thought. Uh, please subscribe to my channel if you haven't already. Please click like if you found this video to be nice, maybe even awesome. Leave me a comment because I always love to hear from you all. Maybe tell me what one of your takeaways were, like what's maybe one thing you didn't know that you're super excited to know now. And 
with that, I will leave you and I will wish you a good night or a good day. And until next time, take care.